Hey, this is oh, really quick. Can we say a happy belated birthday to Aaron, the Supreme oh, no. Overlord? Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> A little bit more smooth segue now. Today's episode, dear listeners, is going to be about books that make you... Erin, would you like to say it? Books that I want to throw out the window. Yeet! Books that we want to throw out the window, and there are plenty for good, for bad, or for just... Yeah, Erin, define... Are there? Yeah. yeah before we get into the circle of like what are we reading right now... Define what, oh, mean, what no. is the... Like, is a book that you want to throw out the window inherently bad? No. All right, so mm. throwing a book out the window doesn't actually even have to mean a book. It can be a game, it can be a song, it can be a movie, it can be a comic book, it can be... Content. Ad hominem. Yes. Um, it's just something that you feel very passionately or emotionally about, and it can be a good emotion, it can be a bad emotion, and you just kind of either need to stop and step away for a second to have your like little like flailing moment mm-hmm. to come back to it or you just need to stop full stop and not read it anymore or it look goes, at it it goes out the window um, into the garbage the, uh, the throwing your book out the window i got the line from is is it from a star is born no it's Brad, it's a gift of bradley cooper and he's reading a book and he goes what the f and then he closes it and immediately chucks it out the window <laughs> And <laughs> that's where we get the whole entire, like, phrase from. Is I literally want to throw it out the window after I've read it. Because, like, what am I supposed to do now? I've read this, and now I have emotions. Okay. All right. I, I'm but down with that. Before we get into that, Erin, yes. do you want to start with what you're reading and playing, since it's your uh, first sure. podcast? Um, yeah. I just recently bought, like, a whole bunch of games. And so currently it is downloading at my house, and by the time this episode comes out, I will be playing Monster Hunter Rise. Nice. Um, and then I'm also playing a game called Outward, which is essentially, um, it's kind of similar to like a lot of other like Dragon Age, Dragon's Dogma, et cetera, where you have to go on a quest to go do something. So far that I've gotten through is uh, I, am a, I am the only survivor on a shipwreck where they were trying to collect money to pay a blood price to the village so that they can live in their house or something. I don't know much of the context yet. Mm-hmm. We lost all the money in the shipwreck, and like a lot of people are dead. And I have five days to go find 150 silver to bring back for this blood price so I can keep living in the village. Okay. Yeah. I don't know anything outside of that, except for I walked out of the uh, village killed a wolf, walked a little bit farther, found a couple bandits, didn't realize they were bandits, and just went, oh, look, people walked up to them and got one-shotted immediately. Oh, <laughs> so I right. haven't gotten that far yet. That's fun. And then book-wise, I'm reading currently, besides Sing Me, Forgotten by Jessica Olsen, which, you know, maybe Andy will get to later. Um, I'm reading Boys Run the Riot, which is a manga about a transgender boy who has Ooh. just recently come out. And they find solace in uh, Japanese street fashion. Hmm. Ah! Cool. What's the name of that again? Boys Run the Riot. Okay. I like it. I'm reading it to decide if we should add it to the collection or not. Appreciate it. I love it. Thank you. Is it a more recent? Yeah, it's pretty recent. It's like 2020. There's only like four volumes up. Nice. Nice. Jen, go. Okay. (laughs) I literally just before work this morning started an arc called The Empire of Dirt by Francesca Manfredi. And I'm okay. about 
one chapter into it so far. It's on my, my TBR, so... Yeah, my understanding of the premise is that, like, um, 12-year-old girl lives in Italy with her mom and her grandmother in their definitely cursed house, except she thinks her grandmother's only joking about the curse until, like, she gets her period and then suddenly, like, things start happening. Not entirely sure what the things are. Sounds a little bit literary, a little bit maybe horror, so I guess we'll see what happens. It's short, and I'm, you know, intrigued by the premise. Let me know how that so goes. It's on my TBR. But I might put it down because my Melcat of Solitaire by Alice Oseman came in today, and as you just heard, I have brain worms. And Solitaire is actually, it's about um, Charlie from Heartstopper's older sister. It is actually her, it is her debut, it is the original. Oh, right. It is actually how Charlie and Nick from Heartstopper were introduced. And then after Alice wrote Solitaire, they were like, I want to explore Charlie and Nick more, and now we got Heartstopper. So I want to wow. learn more about Tori and read this. That's cool. That's really cool. Andy. That's really cool. <laughs> um, I am reading, actually, really quick, I will talk more about Sing Me Forgotten by Jessica Olson. Um, I finished it yesterday, and I liked it. But we'll talk about it more. Um, it, 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 it's in reference to the theme of the podcast. Just keep going. Yeah. I am oh. currently reading um, Crowded, Volume 1, by Christopher Sabela. I don't know if I'm saying their name right. I'd have to look it up later. But it's a graphic novel in which a alternate reality America, maybe even into the future a little bit. I haven't established how far into the future it could be. It's just technology in the graphic novel looks comparable to what we're experiencing now. Except in this weird little alternate reality, people can put out a contract against your life and other people can crowdfund it. So <laughs> when this, the main character of the book, the target, the mark, um, when she wakes up one day, she realizes she has 1.5 million going against her. Like people want her gone. And she goes into semi-hiding and hires a, a defender from a website called Defender, like, you know, bodyguards for hire. <laughs> And um, thank you, Megan. Um, whoops, sorry. Um, Batman. I'll, I'll switch it over. That's your pseudonym on the podcast. Yeah. But it's too late now. So <laughs> she has this thing, like, if she has ever on here, she wants a Batman voice. Oh, well, it's a good thing you're not Alfred. Right. <laughs> you just um, ruined everything. But she recommended it to me, and I'm really enjoying it, but I did tell her there's a little chihuahua in there that if the chihuahua gets hurt... I'm rioting. It's a, You're out. Okay. I'm sensitive about dogs right now with Laverne, you know, having a few mm. issues. But yeah, that's the graphic I think novel you're I'm just reading. Sensitive about dogs always. This is fair. <laughs> I just started because uh, I I needed something um, educational and I think pertinent to current events. I'm reading Hood Feminism by oh, yeah. Mickey Kendall. Yep. Yeah. And it's. Uh, I'm only like two chapters into it, and the first two chapters are really short, so mm -hmm. I can't really tell you much. But it, it's talking about it, it's feminism for marginalized groups, um, aka if you ain't white, what does being a woman feel like? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I had to put that out. There. Translation. Um, um, but yeah. yes, that's what I'm reading, and um, well, technically listening to it, and it is narrated by. Kendall. So <gasps> oh, that's cool. She has a pretty good voice for it, too. Oh, yeah, I love her voice. Um, I've only ever heard her do speaking engagements and interviews and things, but she's she's hilarious. Uh, so. Lord Grant of the Ish-iness. Yeah? What are you reading? What are you reading? Okay. 
Um, <laughs> I'm continuing my Fultonarian journey with Absalom Absalom. Um, oh. He says Absalom twice, so you know there's extra Absalom. Okay. <laughs> Which just um, means there's the extra fun? hairs. <laughs> Absalom slaps Absalom. <laughs> um, yes, it does. Um, so I, I, I actually started reading that before The Sun and the Fury. I very quickly noped out of that. Okay. Um, which was, in retrospect, was a good decision because Sound and the Fury came out first, even though it takes place afterwards chronologically. Because it, it, oh, most of his books his are in a sh shared universe. Yeah, that, okay. that town that he made up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and this one's great as well. Um, I mean, there were parts of The Sound and Fury that, that were like nothing I've read. Yeah. Like, especially like the first chapter. That's told in a really interesting way. Genius, yeah. And he always finds just really interesting ways to. You know, say stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And I, I also <laughs> wasn't aware, but Absalom Absalom used to hold the record for the longest sentence in literature. I don't Wait, think I've, I don't think I've reached it yet. Wait, who broke it? Was I'm it sure George you'll Martin? know when you get there. I'm sure there. I'll know. I mean, there's been a few there's, there's been a few doozies, but um, who broke that record? I don't record know. for the longest sentence? Aaron's googling. In literature, it has to be some Nobel Prize winner. Some other Nobel Prize winner. Because it's like 30 pages in. Oh, God, I just want to see a period. <laughs> Only they do. As a person who loves a semicolon, respect. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I thought he still had it. <coughs> so I, I, there's a lot of starting and stopping with, with The Sound and the Fury just because there's a lot of jarring changes in like sure. style and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm cruising through this one a lot more. And okay. Also, I recently watched a movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh yeah, how is that? That is, I would be very surprised if a better movie comes out this year. James like, Joyce? Like seriously, really? it's incredible. It's um, James Joyce, of course it is. It's, uh, it's extremely creative, it's yeah. fun, you'll cry, you'll laugh, <laughs> everything yeah. that's good. Okay. Um, Did you want to throw it out the window? In a good way, maybe. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's from the directors of Swiss Army Man, which I've brought up oh. multiple times on this podcast. It's done. Might be better. I don't know. Done. It's done. There's also Kung Fu. That's all. <laughs> okay. Right. I was gonna so. say done. Yeah. Okay. I was. If you can yeah. see it in theaters, I beg you to see it. Support. Okay. Good creative. It sounded movies. interesting enough. Then you said Kung Fu. I'm like. Yeah. yeah, all right, so I'm seeing Cheerios two out. movies next right. week with Addison because I'm forcing him to see Doctor Strange with me because I will not be held back from Doctor Strange okay, in but, the theaters. But we have to go see a movie soon, too. Which one? <coughs> Downton. Oh, right, that's right. <laughs> yes, we are doing that. Whew. What you reading? Ah, uh, what am I reading? Oh, yes, I'm you reading. You were done Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I'll have an answer to your question. I am listening to two books right now. Um... Listening to the fifth season by N.K. Jemisin, which I'm finally getting through, because I've tried reading this book five different times since it came out, and it was always irritating. Um, because the world, the world is really hard to wrap your brain around, and I say this as a person who reads weird worlds all the time, and I was just like, "Girl, you might have gone too far for me." Like, okay, but once you get enough, like about eight chapters is what it took me. Um, eight long chapters, um, I, was, I finally was like, oh, I see what you're doing here. Okay, I can get down with this. So it's getting interesting and I'm enjoying it. And the audiobook narrator is incredible. What is her name? Michelle something. She's up there for me. Like, 
probably better than Bonnie. Oh, oh, oh. at least, oh. At, oh. Least, at least <laughs> in competition with, because she reads with incredible nuance. I should have brought and popcorn. It's. I'm it's, about to witness a smackdown. She reads with incredible nuance, and I, I think it's hard to. I think it's hard to beat. I, um, if if I start a fight over that claim, um, it'll be off, Mike. <laughs> to be fair, they're both black women. I'm so literally going to put the mic in between and turn it on while you guys are paying they attention. They can sit together in company with one another. They probably know each other. They're at the same table. Michelle somebody. I don't remember her name, and I can't find it. She can't be that good if you can't remember her name. Listen, I'm listening to her voice, okay? What's the um, other thing you're reading, Tony? The other thing I'm reading is pure comfort because I need that right now, and I've been wanting a fix and Aaron is wearing a t-shirt um I'm reading listening to Howl's Moving Castle right now um that was completely different narration style um but and I've listened to it before lovely I just love that book and uh, who's who's the narrator for that Jenny somebody because I I'm trying is it this is there like a different narrator no Jenny Sterling okay I love her she's She's great wonderful Um, for that book, for this book in particular, she's she's pretty wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, I'm looking up the fifth season audiobook, and that woman's name is not Michelle on anything that I'm finding. What is it? Robin Miles. Robin Miles. That's it. <laughs> I don't know why I said. Michelle. I found the answer to the longest sentence. Yes. Tell me. So uh, it is the longest sentence to date from 2019 is from the Rotters Club by Jonathan Coe, and it is 13,955 words. Okay. That's the longest sentence. How is that a functional sentence? <laughs> what is he trying to say? The inspiration came from a, a Czechoslovakian novel that was written in one long sure. sentence. Yep. Um, and then right. the other one that actually <laughs> beat it, which, you know, it's... Someone's changed, beat it's, it since 2019? No, that was that was from a 2001 book, but um, uh, Albison... The, the Faulkner book was in 36, so, you know, it's beaten already. Um, uh, Ulysses by James Joyce has a sentence that's 3,687 words. Okay. Of course um, it does. It's a monologue that goes on for 36 pages. Oh, my god! I actually have, well, that's Faulkner, I actually have Ulysses sitting yeah. on my desk at home. It's going to be the final boss of my journey through, like, the modernist authors. You said about right. <laughs> you might, you might, you might, At the end a, of the day, he's going to throw it out I the am grateful to Ulysses for one reason and one reason only, mm. because it gave us Virginia Woolf. <laughs> I mean, she'd already been publishing, but she read Ulysses, and she was like, this is the antithesis of everything literature should be, and I will prove it to you. <laughs> and she wrote, um, what's the famous one? Mrs. Dalloway. It, it complete reaction to that. She I, was like, you should not be able to do... You should not have to do all of this to be considered great, and I will prove it to you. I tried to start reading that. I wasn't feeling it. Mrs. Dalloway? But I have the waves on the way through Mel right now. So oh, that's nice. Yeah, Mrs. Dalloway's tough. For, for a tiny book about a woman who does a, a dinner party in a day, is it, that's a tough little book. Um, makes me angry, so, so I don't read did, it. Did you want to throw it out a window? It didn't make... <laughs> yes. No, but The Hours by... Michael Cunningham. Michael Cunningham made me... Several times, I oh, <laughs> it's so good, but it's also like really, really, yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's it's just it's good. Aaron, how do you want to how do you want to start this topic? Aaron? I don't even know. I didn't I have a plan out this far. Yes. 
mentally, I've been organizing this according to three categories, and yes. you can amend them or change them or throw them out the window. Categories of books you want to throw out the window. Mm-hmm. Good reasons, which could be good, emotional, lovely, whatever. It's just like too good of a book, or it's too good of a sentence. or. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next category would be straight up janky nasty bad reasons like it's just it's atrocious you hate it it should not exist i mean it should exist because it's literature okay we don't censor literature Mm -hmm. here but at the same time you just purely hate it and i have examples for me okay right okay and then purely ridiculousness like there could be i'm trying to think of a good example but we'll get there like i'm just thinking like someone in the book does something so insane and preposterous that you're just like, See? what is wrong with you, boo? See? And you throw it out the window, and then you come back to it, like, because yes. you need to. Yes. It's like, I would imagine the way you describe uh, Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> that would fall into that category. Yes, my friends, you I finally stopped watching Riverdale, and I'm going to get smarter now. I think, the, I think that book might yes. be worn out. Like, the first the, thing that literally came to yeah, mind at that probably. third option when she started explaining it was my immortal, and I don't it, know why. So, Miss, <laughs> Miss Supreme Overlord, Yeah. are those three categories... Good for you, or would you like to Those change them? Those are pretty them? suspicious because that's exactly what I go on. Okay. Like, um, mm. for example, for like the good thing, like let's say I feel some like gooey goodness, like I'm just gonna reference back to fan fiction because that's my default mm. at times. Yeah. Like, let's say I'm reading like a good like romance fluffy one, like I'm reading it and then all of a sudden they do something and it's cute and I go, oh, okay, I can't do this anymore. This is way too cute and I throw my phone on my bed or on the floor because I've done that before. <laughs> And then I kind of like let it sit there and I'm going, oh my god, I can't, I can't. Okay, never mind, I actually need my phone, never mind, continue, let's keep going. Mm. For bad, it's basically, I've had it where it's been like bad grammar, the sentences are weird, Mm. the character does something that's just stupid, and I'm like, I can't believe you just did this. Clary in City of Glass. Yes. Sorry. Yes. (laughs) Which moment specifically? (laughs) It was shortly after the child died. The whole book. So, <laughs> no, there was a moment afterwards. She said something. It may have either been to Sebastian or in defense of Sebastian to the group. And I, I literally slammed the book and threw it down. And I, I put it in a corner. And my friend who had already read it was like, what is going on? And I was like, you know that moment in the book when Clary says or does this? And he goes... Yeah, it's like one of my favorite parts of the book. I was like, it's out of character. What is wrong with you? Did you even read the book? And he's like, you haven't even finished it. And I'm like, no, I don't have to finish it. Bad character moment. Do I remember what the character moment was? I really don't. So clearly it wasn't that awful. But in the moment, it was not. I did not like it. And maybe because I just did not like what she said. (laughs) Maybe it was in her character. I don't know. Wasn't she like possessed very shortly after that? That may be so, and I may have not understood that, but yeah. I was mad. I was very mad. Oh, yeah, I think you're yeah, right. Like, I'm pretty sure she makes some choices because she's definitely being Yes, and it was before, because I remember thinking later when she encounters Magnus, and Magnus is like, what is wrong with you? And starts, like, cleansing her aura, but he's actually depossessing her. Yeah. <laughs> um, my friend was like, now do you understand? And I'm like, I hate you, and I hate this author, and I'm going to throw this book away. <laughs> so. so would that fit in the bad category? Or that I think I just hit all three of or them within a few yeah, days. Really which honestly is just reading a Cassie Clare book because yeah. she does that. It oh, makes yeah. me mad. Cassie Clare has done that to me. Amendment. Recruiting. Fourth option. 
Okay. So I'm just going to give an example, out, and you'll understand when I mention the example. You're reading a mystery novel or you're watching a like thriller or something, and you know in your heart who the person who did it was, and the whole entire book you're just going, I know it's this person, and then it finally is revealed who done, who did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's a good reason, you do the same, you throw the book out the window, but in a good way, because you're like, yes, I finally got it, fantastic! Mm-hmm. Or you do it in a bad way because it's not who you thought it was, and you go, I can't believe I just, like, didn't realize who it was, and you throw the book out the window. I feel like, also relatedly to Tony's point, I don't know if this is sort of a fifth, a whole separate category or sort of a subcategory within there, but like any book with a cliffhanger ending as part of a series. Yes. Ugh. Or even just looking a- at you, Rick Reardon. <laughs> I I essentially just categorize it as: Do you feel an overwhelming emotion? Yes or no. If the answer Wait. is yes, throw window. a book out window. This month. If the answer is no, what? This month's book club. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So oh, I haven't started yet. I, need to get to um, it. I just don't want to start too early. No spoilers, but for the staff members who haven't read it yet. But uh, The Sparrow, Mary Rhea Russell, there's moments in it where you will literally sit there and you will feel a lot of overwhelming emotion. <laughs> and you literally have to put the book down and contemplate your life's existence. So everyone, if this sounds interesting... Get a copy of the book before book club at the end of the month. That too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, like read it. It's like I thought it was. Because also, it. I've had to. I put a couple of at least one of Chris Colfer's Land of Stories books in the corner <laughs> for what that man did to me. <laughs> this is a children's series, and I am mad at him. Yeah, but you know, children's authors are kind of masterful at doing that. They're mean. Yeah. Uh, they're so. It was mean. so mean. Yeah, they're very. It mean. It was so sad. Right. Yeah. Do you think they do it out of a desire to kind of? introduce kids to the idea of death or something? Or what, what, what do you think? I think they do it to Life. introduce the idea of suspense to them. Mm. I don't know if it's all that intentional. I think sometimes the plot just demands it, and then they're like, oh, I have to do this. And then they, like, double down. And you're like, nobody <laughs> asked you to do that. Yeah, this wasn't, <laughs> does anybody care deeply if I spoil part of the land of stories for them? Go okay. for it. Go ahead, girl. So the main characters are twins. Yes. And they have always lived in our world, and then they realize that they are the descendants of actual fairy tale characters, mm-hmm. and they are able to like portal into the fairy tale world. Yes. And they have magical powers because their grandmother is the actual fairy godmother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> love it. Yes. So we love that. It's near the end of like book three or book four. I can't remember exactly. Like I remember the series as a whole, and I don't remember book delineations right, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, they have like rescued their mother from attack by one of the fairy tale people or something like that. Mm-hmm. But in order to do everything and like fix everything, they are going to have to like close the ability to portal between worlds. Mm. They are like they are not going to be able to go back and forth. <gasps> Does one get stuck and the other one doesn't? Connor chooses to go back to the real world with ah! his mom. Alex decides to stay in the fairy tale world with their grandma and continue becoming a fairy. That they are never going to be able to see each other. Is again. So I feel it's like not how it ends end because this is like book three in a six book series. I still feel like he Chris must why? Have, honestly, yeah. I feel like he must have watched a certain Doctor Who episode. I will not name the doctor, I will not name the companion. That's okay, we all know. Yeah, he must have seen that and gone <gasps> Oh no Yeah, yeah. Rose, no! Rose. Because I literally am still No, not Rose. God. Um That I literally don't know which episode you're talking about. 
What? Do y'all not pay attention to Doctor Who? Are you kidding me? I know what I know what episode Andy's talking about. Is it the Andy about. and Rory yes. one? Thank you. Oh, that oh. That's you guys so not much. That it's is like so Rose. much harder. I got <laughs> the ten the, rose situation. Oh, no. Yeah. Rose. No. Eh. There's Puke. an episode during like the first I initial season of this for Do- Doctor Eleven. <laughs> We're gonna fight get, now. Oh, come they on. literally get separated and like Rory right has to go through like all these different like trials. No, no, not that one. I mean, no, that, that yeah. one's hard too. Yeah. But like the end of that whole arc. Yeah, they get separated from the Doctor. Yes. Forever. Yes. The very, yes. The very first Doctor Who episode I ever saw, just randomly on TV, was the Vincent Van Gogh episode. Ouch. So yeah, that's a. Good, <laughs> good job. For that so, one, <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that is so mean. I yeah, was, that was yeah. that hurt me, and I had to put that book in the corner so it could think about what it had done. Has <laughs> anybody ever wanted cold. to do this? That is a, a series movie? for children. I was like twenty-one years old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could do that with movies too if you've ever watched a movie. Oh, and you had to go. Ah, Are you, you had to, like, kidding pause me? It. Yeah, we will Let's be here forever. Yeah. This is a regular Another movies. Yeah, that'll be later. Yeah, this is a very regular thing with movies and television for me because I'm just like y'all. Do- Where you literally have to like pop, okay. press the space bar and you have to go like nope. Stand I don't know up, if I did those special movies and television. Young Justice. Every season, there's always a an episode or like an arc of episodes where I'm like. Y'all wrong. Like, the early in this season of Young Justice, they are finally wrapping up something they did in the early part of the season where I literally, I watched it happen. I watched it happen. And then I went to Google, and I typed in Young, and they had filled in the rest of it with what had happened, and it's a huge spoiler, so I'm not giving it to you, but I was like, it's real. I was so mad, um, and I wasn't the only one. I and, had to do that yeah. with manga at certain yeah. points. It, oh. I mean, I could do that to, like, Star Wars, if we're going to talk like that, look kind of medium. The last, every single film in the last trilogy. Um, <laughs> we're not going there. And that's for... Let, let's let's save yeah. that episode you know for what? next May 4th. <laughs> Round Robin. Okay. Okay. Good book. Good book? A uh, 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 book you want to throw out the window for a good reason. Good reason. Let's good go around reason. really quick. Yeah. Um, anytime. Um, I'm talking... Uh, Howl's Moving Castle here, a.k.a. my t-shirt. Anytime Calcifer does something or anything, I have to put the book down. How does that work? <laughs> Calcifer's on every page from his yeah. introduction to the... What? <laughs> so Aaron just takes five years to reread Howl's Moving Castle. Like, <laughs> do you really only do. read the chapter where they go back to Howl's no, world no, in Wales? No, no, but like, in a good way. Because like, I like, keep, keep laughing to the point where I have to like put it down. Because do he love, does yeah. so much stupid stuff. Hilarious. In the best way possible. Calcifer's hilarious. I do love him. But that's just, you know, my opinion. No, oh, yeah, and anytime I read um, Orin High School Host Club, I always have to put my... Mm. I always have to go, yeah, nope, gotta put it down. Mm. Yeah. Especially on, like, certain books. And Fruits Basket. Especially Fruits Basket, like, book 20. You gotta put the book down. Mm-hmm. You have to put the book down once certain things happen in that series, and then you're like, yee, and happy and everything, so. Tony, book you want to put down that makes you happy or feel good? For the good reasons. Yeah, the good reasons. I know. I realize so, this is difficult, but let's do No, no, I have a book. Um, Achilles. Song of Achilles. <laughs> Song of Achilles here. At the, but not the I get very that. end, but like the whole sequence like 
this that is leads to you, you know, that thing in the Iliad. I just lose it. I can't handle it. I have to stop and go do things because I just well up with, t- I mean, it, it's bad. It's really bad. Because she does a great job of convincing you that maybe it won't happen, even though you know the whole book, yeah. it's going it to happen. It has to happen. It has to happen, but it was just like, oh, I hate you, I hate you. And it, it, yeah, that whole section is painful. Good, exquisitely written and beautiful and wonderful and emotional, but yeah, yeah. hard to read. Hard to read, whatever. Andy. <laughs> oh, he's scared. Not in. Oh, oh. Like you've never want to throw. You've never wanted to throw a book out of the window for a good reason. No, I'm sure. I, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just having trouble thinking of one. Oh, no, 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 you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me that the entire six volume oh, Dune, Dune okay. saga exists, <laughs> and for some reason, nothing crossed your path that yeah. made you just want to go? So good. No, no, that happened multiple times. Oh, okay. um, thank you. Like, <laughs> like Herbert consistently making choices that you wouldn't mm-hmm. expect, but yeah. in retrospect, were the good, were the correct choices, even yeah. if it doesn't make the series more approachable. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah that um, and it's probably recency bias. And I literally just talked about it, but um, it's hard not to be floored when you're reading Faulkner. No, I, think, Just I agree. The amount of craftsmanship that goes into it. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's kind of inspiring and depressing at the same time because <laughs> inspiring because like wow this guy can create the, the, you know the stuff but also I'll never make anything nearly as good as this guy's. So. Yeah. Nope. Not unless you have the arrogance of Toni Morrison, which she did for all of us. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's it hurts. Um, the obvious. For good reason is the book thief. It was a, I loved it. Is that obvious? I haven't read it. Um, Oof! But can I, I spoil heard, it? No, you cannot spoil it. Dumbledore dies. Yeah. That was a moment that I actually <laughs> okay. I did. We'll but, talk about that. Well, actually, no, not Dumbledore. Okay, Seri- actually, in the Harry Potter, for me, it was serious. Hed- Hedwig. Ouch! Really? That moment Fred. hurt me. Was that one too? Like, and it, it, like I'm still a little mad. Is that with Cause everybody? Because she's just an. You had to kill Hedwig? Yeah. It'd be like if they killed Rose. God, my voice is getting high pitched. Right? Okay, I understand understand that it is, and to be honest, I would be way more upset if it was Oliver and not Rose. That's terrible. But you get the idea. But I I get the idea behind why everyone's upset about it, and I do think it was kind of one of those, like, did you really do that, or are you just signposting to make us, let us know that you're not pulling any punches? I think it's both. And I think partially you also need to get Hedwig out of the way if you're going to have Harry Potter in the extended camping trip. But Yeah. I don't agree with that. I think that it come on. It in the world of Harry Potter, you mean to tell me that there's no way that they could have figured out something to have Hedwig along for the trip. Come on. Fan fiction writers yeah. have had to have figured... Yeah, like Transfiguration? <laughs> like, glamour the owl? A potion? But regardless, I, for, I, it's for better or for worse, it was an yes. emotional moment. It, like, really? tore people. In the same way, like, the, the moment I'm talking about in The Book Thief just ruined my day. Like, I was already in a bad place at the time. And when, like, this traumatic event happened in the book, I just... I And I literally did throw it across a hallway at the time. If there was a window, I would go back in time, pick it up, throw it out the window just for, you know, reasons. Yeah. But emotional contact or emotional content sometimes really gets me, and it's always weird in the ways in which it happens or it finds me. I'm, for good reasons too. I wanted to throw lock and key 
the graphic novel written by Joe Hill and Gabriel. Um, it was such a. It's it's. <laughs> I can't remember right off, but it was so good. The artwork was fun. The story is great, and Lock and Key going through one volume one through volume six, top tier graphic novel in the horror kind of psychological um, realm. Um, amazing, but there's a spin-off book, like, and Megan and I both read it. Batman. Um, there's a spin-off, <laughs> spin-off to Lock and Key that, that was kind of ancillary to the mainline story, in which, I, I will spoil this a little bit, <clears throat> there's a young, like, okay, for context, in this little world that Lock and Key, the, there are doors that are being built in this mansion with keys mm -hmm. that are being made mm -hmm. out of this special material mm -hmm. that they allow... They're like essentially creating portals or creating effects or magical abilities or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a boy, it's probably 1880s, 1890s. This, they go back in time to tell this little side story mm -hmm. where a father um, makes a new key so he can take his son who is, um, suffers from seizures. I mean, he's just not having his best life. Mm -hmm. But he creates a key that takes him to a magical place where other members of the family over the years and generations have gone to Oh, really? So that he can leave him there. Because oh. he'll be pain-free. But he knows he'll never get to see his son again. Oof. But in this graphic novel, like, he's doing it as an act of, to, like, Im improve the quality of this child's existence by leaving him in the care of descendants, oh. you know, ancestors. Um, and it's just, I can remember reading it, like, I wasn't in love with the spinoffs, but when I got to this one specifically, I'm just, like, literally tears were streaming down my face. And I was just so mad because I don't like feelings. Um, <laughs> Same. I'm Who kidding. Who does? But like Ooh. that would be a moment for a good reason that I'd throw it against or throw it out the window. I just love, and I'm going to circle back to this in my own choice here mm -hmm. in a minute. But just I love the theme that's popping up that like we're all like a good reason. Insert most painful thing you've ever heard in your <laughs> life. But jokes aside about not wanting to feel feels, feeling things, are, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, like thing. I think there is, like it is Why good, like when a book can make you feel that kind of emotion yeah. and not want to throw it out the window for the bad reason. Like there is some level of craftsmanship that like something has hurt you so deep and you immediately want to dive back into it. And I'm going to do two books that made me feel that way and then one more like Aaron's over it's the actual fluff. So just prefacing my choice here. Yee. To the surprise of no one. Codename 30. All <laughs> oh, right, yes. <laughs> yes. Which, that when you sense. get to the thing near the end of Codename Verity, uh -huh. if there are six words that anybody who has read the book, if you say them, will start crying. Why are they not You want to say them? Just no. Them? Where's the beef? No. Where is the beef? No more spoilers. Oh, that's you, not six sir. words. Oh, it's the beef. Okay. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Yes. I, and then relatedly to yes. Codename Verity, which Contraction. 10th anniversary of that book, cannot believe that was partially what prompted that for me. Mm -hmm. Relatedly to Codename Verity, there is a book that came out later than Codename Verity, but is actually a prequel book. It's called The Enigma Game. Oh, yeah. And one of the characters' older brothers is in the book. Mm -hmm. And there is something that has happened to the older brother in Codename Verity that happened in the past that we do not see on the page. Mm. That is tragic. Mm. The mm. tragedy actually happens on the page of the Enigma game. Ooh. And it also hurts. And I also <laughs> want to throw it out the window. <laughs> yeah. But then in the good way, the other thing that I have brain worms about right now, relatedly to the fluff, Heartstopper. Oh, okay. Yes. Right. Mm. Yes. I thought of two more. 
that have to deal with pain. Like good ones. But no. Good pain. Good pain. Before I let Aaron do this, if you are in the mood for like queer joy, Mm. And like yes, they cover hard topics, and yes, they are treated in like a serious. Oh, why does that ha- carry on? Read it. Oh, yeah. Okay, really quick. Read I want to throw because I read it, it on your recommendation. Um, but like red, white, royal, blue. Okay. Who's who's read it? I own it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Don't do that. I saw. It. I when saw they, the finger. When they kissed. He's raising my hand. Oh, sorry, not that finger. <laughs> When they kissed for the first time, there was this like, yeah, yeah! like you wouldn't, you really weren't how to process it. You were just happy it happened, but you're like, that yeah. was the moment where but I kind of like, wanted to throw. Heart Stopper is much like Check Please in that like mm. these boys just get to have good things, and yes, they still go through some hard life things because that is how life works. Sure, right, yes, but like yeah. it is ultimately about them winning and them having this beautiful relationship mm. that physically hurts me sometimes. Aaron, <laughs> oh God, okay. Um, so good, but in like a bad, like let me tear out my heart and like throw it on the ground and stomp on it way. Um, so I was thinking of manga, and I immediately my brain keeps going back to because uh, you're making me rewatch the whole entire first season. I'm rewatching Naruto because I have to. Um, <laughs> Wait, you're why? Welcome. Because we have an uncut version, and I have to see if it's suitable to ca- suitable suitable to catalog. Yeah, it's pretty much okay so for right now. Um, okay, and I keep sure. going back to um, first season. Uh, there's a fight on a bridge that mostly anybody who's a fan or has read the show or like read the manga, watched the show, know about the the bridge fight. Is that the one that in the TV show lasts for like five episodes? Yeah, because I've seen it. I think. Um, oh, it's anime! These, it's the Zabuza <laughs> episodes. Um, there's a lot of stuff that just makes you want to throw like your heart out and like set it on fire basically anytime like the two main characters and yes i'm talking about naruto and sasuke whenever they like either one fight each other which is like every like 10 episodes or so (laughs) or two when they have a moment like just like a bro moment and you're like oh my god like this is fantastic can we keep this going and stop fighting i want to throw my heart onto the floor and then throw the book out the window um in a better way um Another manga is uh, Cardcaptor Sakura, so like, oh yeah, fantastic. Okay. Ten out of ten would read. There's a sequel which I recently learned about, so I gotta watch that. Um, at the end of the whole entire thing, slight spoiler alert. It's been out for like years at this point, so I mean, if you haven't read it, like, who are you? Um, Me. <laughs> I won't spoil it too bad, but like, the kids are basically like in fifth grade. Yeah. And so at the end. Uh, one of the characters is technically a foreign exchange student, hmm. and they have to leave each other. And after the whole entire series of just being like, "I need you two to like never separate ever," hmm. they separate, and my heart just like goes ah. But then like the epilogue happens, and then I get yeah. happy again, and I throw the book out the window because I'm so excited and enjoy. <laughs> Though, surprisingly enough, Cardcaptor Sakura, the characters in that also go into a completely separate series that's made by the same company, like, the same people. Yeah. They do this, like, weird thing where they, like, do alternate universes, but they have the exact same characters in there. Oh, interesting. So, if you've ever read Tsubasa Chronicles, it's the same exact characters as uh, Cardcaptor Sakura, so congratulations. Mm. Um, the manga thing reminded me of something that I can't not mention. Oh, um, no. Berserk. 
so I, which I technically haven't gotten to that to the the part you know in the actual manga, but I've seen the anime adaptation. But so you can, know so that can, it exists. So I can talk. I've seen it in You're moving pictures. You're already prepared. So basically, yeah. when the manga starts, it introduces this guy called Guts. He's this gruff black sword. He's, he's, he's called the Black Swordsman. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he does, he's not much of a character. Then in like the second arc, they start. You know, giving him an actual backstory and stuff, mm. and it's heartbreaking. And yeah. then, but but you see him slowly. He joins this mercenary band, and slowly, uh, he finds a family like mm-hmm. for the first time in his life. Yeah. And uh, and it really spends its quality time, like you know, letting you get love these people and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. And there is. You, you know, obviously. No. Yeah. Oh, you I don't. Cannot, I, I can get to where we're going here because I've read enough manga okay, there, there is, to know what they're doing to there me. There is one issue or episode, if you're watching the show, where it is just the rug is pulled out from under you and it's just gut punch after gut punch after gut punch to a level which I've never experienced before. Like an Berserk does before. that. And it... and. Like, if you had any doubts, like, why, how did this person who had, turn into the person you saw at the beginning of the series, like this mindless killer? Yeah. This is what happened. Ah. And I got one that's a bad one. Okay. Okay. Ooh. That, like, made me, like, absolutely just hate it. So, I read a manga called The Melkani of Har- Haruhi Suzumiya. Fantastic. Manga's great. The anime, however, the first season's great. We love the first season. It's when you get to the next one that you just, what? We hate it. <laughs> um, and if you're a fan, when it initially came out, you understand why. So in the manga, there's a time loop section arc mm. where they are literally like stuck in a Groundhog Day scenario that they can't get out of. Okay. And to be honest, it only lasts like a couple chapters in the actual manga. So you're sitting there thinking, we're going to cover this in the next season of the anime, and it's only going to last maybe like one or two episodes. Or just one episode, because it's not that long. It's just fine. They turn around, and in a 13-episode season, spent eight episodes dedicated to the Groundhog Day time loop. <laughs> but it gets worse, because if you're watching it when it comes out, you're, have, you're at the mercy of like the people who are translating it and doing like fan dubs or dubbing it for you. And so you're waiting for it to come out in Japan, only for them to tell you that the next episode is just a time loop episode and you should just skip it because it's the exact same episode over and over again with only little tiny differences. And you want to pause it, take your laptop, and throw it out the window. Does does the kind of does it pay oh. off like the time loop thing? No, no, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> in, in the manga, yes, but like in the anime, then you think maybe they'll go into a different arc or they'll do some lighter-hearted episodes. Yeah. But then they go into like this mini arc that's like one of the most depressing arcs that happens afterwards, and so the whole season is just ruined by the stupid Groundhog Day time loop. So are we doing bad then? Yes. Now, yes. I, oh, I have a standard bad one. And I always tell people what this book is because I don't want you to feel what I felt. Okay. Sea okay. Change by Amy Friedman. Now, I did not know anything about magical realism before reading this book. And actually, the trauma from this book might be the thing that's keeping me from ever approaching magical realism again with any kind of sense. Because... 
If I knew about magical realism, I would not feel the way that I feel. But because I didn't, I went in going, cool, I'm going to get Twilight, except she's Bella and he's a sea boy merman person. Merman. Right? They go to the seaside resort. It's beautifully written. I felt like I was there at the beach, but I started to get this sense. I was like, you know, this is moving really slow. But, you know, not everybody has to have, you know, the right kind of pacing, whatever, whatever, right? And then the more hints I kept getting around the merman boy person, he seemed like more boy and less mer, and I was just like, I bet you he's not really a mer person, and I've been reading this whole book for no reason. And then there's a point two-thirds of the way through the book where he literally, and mind you, she's already done like the Bella investigates thing. And so my comparison to this would be, you know how Bella does like gobs and gobs of research to figure out whether or not the Collins are vampires and then there's the scene in which he finally is like, yes, I'm a vampire. Yeah. Imagine that scene except instead of him saying, yes, I'm a vampire, he goes, no, I'm a goth. And you just lose your entire absolute mind. And you throw the book. You narrowly miss your mother's face because she's ironing. Because you just threw it. You didn't even realize she was there. And Did this actually happen? Yes, this actually happened. Thankfully, it's a much smaller book than Twilight, so I didn't. I wouldn't have worried I'm if I would smacked her. Um, yes. Yeah, no. And she was like, what is wrong with you? And I explained everything. And she's like, you might have an addiction. And I was like... No, I just like well-written books. And I still haven't read the last two-thirds of that book because I literally was like, this is going to go exactly like exactly like this. And I like outlined it to my mom out loud and I flipped chapter by chapter by chapter. And I was like, see, told you. I even told you it was going to be six chapters. It, I hate that book. I <laughs> see, now it. I'm going to look up the ending just it, to see what happens. It makes me angry. So anyway, take it away. Grant. Somehow it has 3.6 <laughs> stars on Goodreads. How many? 3.6. I hate people. <laughs> Goodreads is a weird place. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> Where they casually throw all kinds of things out the window. Um, yeah, so I, I typically don't run into like books that I really dislike because I, I tend to vet them strongly before I start them. Oh. Just because it takes me a little bit longer than usual to read stuff. You Fair throw enough. the reviews out the window first, don't you? No. <laughs> I don't really care about the reviews. Yes. Oh, that's um, right. But uh, I've I've narrowly avoided I I narrowly avoided one a few weeks ago I think um, I wanted to read a Norman Mailer book so I got <laughs> so I got Ancient Evenings uh-huh. and that was so boring like was it like I was like everybody said that the beginning was the best part and it was from what I read oh, oh so I thought you were gonna say it wasn't and no I'm like, no it was but like after that it was a very steep drop I was like I can't take seven hundred pages of this um, oh yeah he doesn't write. So I think I narrowly avoided a book throwing situation. Nice. Good. Okay. All Plus right. he stabbed his wife. So Norman Mailer. Norman Mailer. Yeah, he did. I know. He was a horrible Unfortunate. human being. Yes, he was. I was giving him a chance. He's also dead, so I didn't care. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was also casually racist to James Baldwin. You know, he basically would show up to parties and be like, "You know, you write well for a." It. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, he was a. <laughs> Word. Jerk. He was a jerk. Um, <laughs> Andy. <laughs> I need to almost pick this book up and reread it because I read it many years ago. Um, some of you were still in the single digits of your years. 
you sure were we some were? of us even born? Are you born? sure we were born? All right, Grandpa. You might not have been. No. Does that mean no. I wasn't born either? Okay. <laughs> no, y'all y- 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 were probably twinklings, you know, like the apple of your parents' eyes already. But anyways, I need to read it again because I need to see if I hate it as much as I did back then. What was it? The Frankenstein Papers by Fred Saberhagen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've talked about this a couple times. Fascinating take. It's told through, like, lauded as being, like, told through the old manuscripts of journal entries found from the monster. So it's Frankenstein told almost exclusively through the eyes of the monster. Mm-hmm. From this, his, the moment of his birth, mm-hmm. you know, new oh, life. You mean, you mean from Frankenstein? Yeah, the monster. No, Frankenstein. The monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different podcast. Frankenstein. We're going to throw Grant out the window next. Right. And it, it was actually, like, I need to go back and see if it, it's going to be hard to read it. But, like, I was actually into it. I can remember being kind of like, this is kind of cool. This is kind of cool. Um, then Ben Franklin's son came into the mix. We won't talk about that too much. Um, yeah. That's not. Ben Franklin's, Yeah. Okay. Um, but so it started off on a good note. Then it kind of just went somewhere. Ben Franklin's son became a, a figure in that story. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. But then the worst part about it is, it turns out that the doctor Frankenstein, his his experiment was not quite the success that everyone thought. Okay. An alien transporter accident meshed with the body parts that Frankenstein had on the slab. <laughs> and created a new being of sorts with shattered memories, uh, but in an increased intelligence. I just, when it got to the ending, like, whatever good was there was kind of dashed by a few other things, but then, like, really, this, this thing, I didn't even have time to throw it out the window because it slapped me in the face and said, you're going to hate your life from here on out. My life went downhill like, from that point on. Like, it was um, just, like, sudden aliens? You never got to meet the aliens. They were just... Like, no, I, but, I, like, I, they, they, they threw it in there just, like, sudden aliens. Yeah, it, there was no provocation for this. There was... I'm like... What? It sounds like an 80s book. It's a 90s... Is it oh. 90s? Oh, it is an 80s book. Yeah, in 1986, yeah. It is. It sounds like an 80s material. Yeah, those 80s SFF writers. Jen, do you have any that were bad? <laughs> I, I need really, therapy. I need to like, talk to my had, therapist about this book. I've had books I didn't enjoy, but usually they don't necessarily make me angry. I just kind of go like, ugh, and put it, like, I'm just done with it. You put it's it not, down. You yeah. throw it out the window. But not even, like, it just drops. Like, it's not even throwing it. It's just like, ugh, Okay. Interesting. I was thinking, I was trying to think about anything, and I will say something that I don't think, like, ruins anything, like, I don't find it ruining, like, I don't find it detracting from the quality, necessarily, but something that, like, makes me angry to think about to this day in television on the characters we have, not necessarily, again, not for, like, mm-hmm. a quality standard. Mm-hmm. No one listens to Cora when Sybil's dying of preeclampsia. Every time. Every. <laughs> angry. Every time. Oh, I can't, I I actually often, if I'm binging, when I'm binging, not if, when <laughs> I'm binging the, the show. Do you skip that I, No, I don't because I, that's unfair. Um, but I will give myself like a week. Like I'm like, mm-mm, you cannot approach this. And then I start watching and I'm like, oh, that's right. This isn't as bad. Oh, God. And like it yeah. just gets like bad Everyone, like we can't listen to Korra ever. 
like we've got to trust that the rich fancy doctor knows what he's doing because he's rich and fancy. But honestly, that moment makes me less angry, oddly, than everything leading up to Mr. Bricker being found in her room because he's Robert's just being a jerk for no reason the entire time and it's like bro really and I just love when she's like if you have ever let a harmless never let a harmless flirtation get out of control then you can sleep in your own room but if that is not the case then I expect you in my bedroom tonight goodbye and I'm just like Yes, ma'am. Because, <laughs> you know, we all saw him cheat on his wife. We sure did. Yeah. And so, yes, I... Oh, Robert. 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 Sometimes that man does not make good choices. The only worthy Robert is Rob Stark. Period. The end. Okay. Done. Because Baratheon and Crawley can yeah. die in a hole somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> if this wasn't set in... Edwardian England, this man would be like a Bobby Ray, and we all know it. <laughs> Wait, really? What's a Bobby Ray? His name would not be Robert. <laughs> no. Oh. No. He'd be Bobby from California. What do you do from California? He'd have a lot of money. Yeah. His name would be Bobby. He would have made a fortune for stupid reasons. Yeah. He would be dumb as a post. Yeah, he'd run a, com- a Fortune 500 company, but actually never work. His mom would have arranged his marriage to Cora, so that way somebody smart would be in the family. Yes. And yet, he still maybe would have run for president and failed. Yeah. But you would have remembered him running for president. Yeah, there would be means. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have a few yeah. minutes left. Okay, alright, let's, 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 well, who has a smack? I don't. We don't have a smack? In I don't honor, have one. I just I was trying to frantically plot as Andy was describing his book. Do yes. it. Yes. Because I knew we needed one. And in honor of Andy's book, Dracula Frankenstein's Monster Wolfman. Didn't we do this? We might have done. We but did. Okay. We can do this. No, it's fine. Let's do it. Oh, no. Is there something like we no, can I don't have another choices. one. I think that depends. Do on we want to do um, just a rat off the cuff? We could do, instead of like literature, we could do movies. Movie monsters? I mean, Freddy Krueger, Jason. Movie monsters. (laughs) So, are we doing slashers? Slashers. Aaron, go. Uh, Slashers? Uh, Freddy Krueger, Jason, Michael Myers. Kill Michael Myers. I don't know. Uh, Hold on. See, I'm not really really into the whole cloth thing. Okay. I'd be getting rid of Freddy because I'm not into the whole cloth thing. Okay, actually, I have one. Marry, marry, not Michael, marry Jason because he respects his mother. Sure. Can I marry Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's it. Ooh. Uh, She was something else in True Lies. But she was always kind of cool. But she was delicious in that movie. See, I was was, team one. I was gonna suggest like instead of Michael Myers, could I have the Scream people? But okay. Interesting. Because Michael Myers doesn't have much okay. of a personality. I don't Again, know. Like he's not, it depends on which version of the movie that you watch, though. That noise you hear is the wind whistling through my ears. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just like I, I, I. Because there's multiple versions, and he has a different personality in like a couple of them. I have oh, no control on this fight. <laughs> he has like Sorry. different traumas that you can call upon. Mm. Okay, let's go back for you then, Tony. Let's go back. Wolf, oh, wait. Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, and who's the third? Wolfman. 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 Oh, okay. Um, Unless you have a better one. I do have a better one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. tell it, tell, tell it, tell it. Tell okay, it. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 
the Teen Titans, or the Avengers? Oh! <laughs> this opens the door to polyamory. Um, wait, 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 that's wait, wait, right. I chose teams. Wait, 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 wait. Which I don't version feel good of the about Avengers? Are we talking about like pre-Civil War or are we talking Whichever about Whichever version of Avengers War? is in your head. Well, okay, adult versions of each team. Well, duh. That's no, why. That's, well, okay, you did but say some teams. of them are team turtles. <laughs> <laughs> and then there are turtles, yes. Yeah. Listen, Wolfman. <laughs> I can't decide. <laughs> I, I wanted this to be hard. Um, I, I feel like the turtles would annoy me to, to no man. That's what I think. I can't live in the sewers with them. Read the last Ronin. Probably not gonna. You need to. It's probably not gonna. I honestly would marry the Teen Titans because, amen, hallelujah, glorious. I would pay the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to slaughter the Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me how that's gonna work. That's a take. But because Doctor Strange, don't ask me how it's gonna work. But you know, I would like to see it. Okay. I have to get upstairs and get undressed, but I also wanted, we didn't get to circle around to ridiculous, but a thing that I would like to throw out the window for sheer ri- ridiculousity? Ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> ridiculous. Diana the Musical. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk more about it that in good, September. But it's certainly a show. Uh, and our special I love program, it. huh? I love mm-hmm. it. Oh, I forgot oh, we don't no. have a sign-off. <laughs> No, we really don't. It's just. Should we invent one soon? Absolutely not. I think whatever is.